0: Okay, welcome to another episode of the Essential Craftsman Podcast. I'm Nate. I've got my dad here and also Zane Cook. Zane is an instructor at the Northwest College of Construction in Portland, Oregon. This is a trade school. We're talking all about education in the trades, getting started in an apprenticeship program. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Most people have heard of a trade school, but that's the that's maybe all they know. So, kind of, right. h- how do you give the overview to prospective parents or prospective students about what type of a school that is?
1: For the the older age group, they would understand it as a trade school for okay. sure. Um, I, I think CTE or um, there's different terminologies that are kicked around these days. It's a non-profit, non-union, uh, wow, trade school. Yeah. Wow,
0: and and so it's run from donations or from uh, sponsors or something or how is both. it both
1: yeah there's um so let's see we have abc agc nuca and hba are some of the bigger organizations that help so flesh uh,
2: flesh out any of those acronyms that you can
1: so abc is associated building contractors uh-huh. their national um, organization um independent um, and then there is AGC, um, which is- Associated uh, General Contractors. Yes. And I think they, and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here, but I think it is a mix, a slight more mix. There is some union presence mm-hmm. there. I think so. But I think I think it's it's just an overarching organization for the trades period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is NUCA, which is Northwest Utility Contractors. Oh. And so we call it NUCA, but it's actually, yeah. <laughs> that's not the proper acronym. So right, it's just right. easier to say. Sure. Um, and then HBA's Home Builders um, uh, Association, yep, if I yep, get that right. Yep, yep, yep. Outside of that, uh, the kind of meat and potatoes of the thing comes from roughly 250 independent builders and contractors huh. that um, essentially are paying for the tuition of the, the students or the apprentices.
2: Greater Portland metro area.
1: Yes, actually, Northwest. Really? Uh, yeah. Anybody who wants to get involved off the street or a referral or what have you, they just come in and they put in an application. Uh, it's pretty easy to get well, involved. Well, fill out the application yes. and pretty much they're in. Well. Sort of. Kind of. Kind yeah. Of, I yeah. mean, you've got to pass a, um, a your analysis, your P-test, right. whatever. Uh-huh. Um, on a, a really extreme situation, we might ask someone to leave. You sure.
2: Know, Sure. This wow. kind
1: of thing, but for the most part, it's pretty easy. To yeah, if get somebody involved, shows up yeah. and,
2: they're, and they're disruptive or they're not moving the program forward, you don't need them, right? And they wouldn't right. make it on well, a job site anyway. You
1: know, it's kind of like a economics, right? It, malinvestment will find its way. Yeah, out yeah. the door. The tuition is free. Wow. The builders and the contractors are paying a certain fee per, however many apprentices they are going to want or need. Okay. So that they can do you know, these public works jobs, state jobs, et cetera. And um, for that fee, that goes into kind of the bucket, the fund for- Uh,
2: That keeps the school running.
1: Keeps the school running.
2: So Kelly and I drove up there and I got a chance to speak to a couple classes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Two or three classes. It was great. Um, It it, it was a, a pretty diverse bunch. There were some younger kids there who weren't exactly sure what was going on. It was a POIC thing where they were just coming in just to get a look at what a saw was and how a shovel worked and just to have some conversation about what construction <laughs> even consisted of just for their own sort of horizon, just to move their horizons out a little yeah. bit. And then there. And then I was speaking to, a, was there like 32 or 33 actual first year apprentices?
1: Yeah, that was my carpentry yeah. one. Yeah, class. and, and that, was yes.
2: a, that was a great experience. I've never spoken to a room, room full of apprentices before, and they had smart questions, and they were leaning forward and paying attention. So that's how we got acquainted. And part of our initial conversation was that a big part of the driver for the school was to help non-union contractors have access to public works jobs in the state of Oregon, because the state of Oregon requires an apprenticeship training program for for the people who are on those public works jobs, is that right?
1: Yeah, in in layman's terms, that works. Okay. Um, and there's some details that honestly I'm not totally equipped to. Yeah. To answer, we do have a bully a compliance officer mm-hmm. who works there on, on site. So I do the workforce stuff, outreach and events, and um, you know hands-on activities as well as being an instructor. So I drive around quite a bit and do a lot of that stuff with high schools, and other events, this kind of thing. Um, Katrina Cloud is uh, the bully compliance uh, end of the deal, and she works with me with the workforce program as well. So she kind of understands the metrics of what the state needs to see by the builders and contractors. I see. and Keeping all of us, them and us all in compliance with so to, what the state needs. To
0: spell that out, the state won't award a contract to a construction company unless that company, along with their workman's comp and all the other insurances, they need to have a, Jobs apprenticeship training program as part of their organization, and basically they can put you guys down as their provider of provider that of that service. Yes. Wow. That's cool. This has got to be the most productive nonprofit like impact yeah. I've ever heard of with all of these like valuable contributions. This is like uh, the most like real world helpful, yeah. win, valuable win, yeah. win, 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 win. That's it's amazing. Yeah. It, I,
1: and i've i've been there in roughly 2 years yeah. and it was amazing to me too i've been i've been a contractor and um a builder in portland for roughly 14 15 years and i think i just kind of caught wind of the school even being around yeah um you know i heard college of construction i don't know 3 4 years ago and i thought yeah. i i almost laughed i, mm-hmm. I right. might have what, laughed i thought what, what could I that be? Thought,
0: yeah. i was like what the, yeah. What, is, what it? is this? You
1: know. Yeah. And um, but no, it's real, and yeah. and I work there now. So yeah, wow. It's interesting. Yeah. And um, you know, while there's all these great wins about it, there's there's still yet another one. There's the free tuition. There's job placement. So hmm. we you come in? You're it's absolutely free. It's not free to somebody, but it's yeah. it's free to the apprentice then they get the job placement. So we wow. literally put them into a job. And then on top of that, they're going to get their journey workers card, uh-huh. the journeyman's card. And it's it's um, it's good in all 50 states. Okay. All of North America and 17 other countries.
0: Wow. Is that right? Is That's that, a big deal. Is that for like every trade or like a framing of journeyman framing? Is that specifically Yeah, that? so
1: nine different trades. Oh, okay. Kind of eight and a half, I say. So we've got... Um, laborers, uh-huh. carpenters, heavy equipment operators, sheet metal, HVAC, um, concrete masons, uh-huh. um, or masons, brick masons, and then we have concrete finishers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sign hangers. And then I, I say eight and a half, it's nine because there's some sub trades in there that like welding, for instance, mm-hmm. is a yeah. certification process through the state you don't necessarily yeah. it doesn't have its own union anywhere oh, okay um
2: but it's a great credential
1: exactly so we have a nice little and i don't think did i get to show you the lab at all down there oh uh, we just
2: there? yeah we just walked through it you were yeah. talking about that that's about to be kind of expanded a little bit
1: i there's there's talk mm-hmm, about maybe mm-hmm. trying to do something there mm-hmm. um so maybe we i i think we're close to maybe yeah. doing something there so so, I say nine, eight and a half, nine nine different trades. So those trades that I mentioned um are what we offer at the school, okay. and most of that is based on uh, the economics and the demographics of the union the electricians union is yeah. is strong and and the plumbing union is strong, um but where we see that we need the most need to to service our builders and contractors or you know heavy equipment yeah and those trades yeah are in the highest demand, so you know while we're a non profit we're still it, we've got to run it as a business of, yeah, course. of course and and so you know supply and demand is a everyday so situation. I've heard you mention
2: a couple times up there in December when I was up there and then out in the shop two or three hours ago a six million job deficit in the trades looming mm-hmm. or here now or coming or what's a what's the statistic on well, that
1: well you know i'm I'm riffing a bit off mm-hmm. of off of um Information that's been kicked around since, you know, 2008, 2009. It's all right. From all estimates, it looks like it might be worse. So, from when I first heard, it was about 5.8 million jobs um, were needed to be filled across the US and in the trades. In the trades, yes. And name a trade. That's what we're talking about uh, from electricians to Mm -hmm. road workers Mm -hmm. to you name it. Uh, Yeah, pipe uh, layers uh, to all of this. And um, so, we need 5.8 million workers. There's jobs that are available, but the owners of these companies, the bosses, they they need qualified people to put into those jobs. And then yeah. we just don't have that.
0: Wow. So t- talk to us about the students. Um, first of all, are they coming right out of high school? I'm guessing some portion, mm-hmm. maybe not a finished high school and are using a GED or...
1: You name it. They They're coming in from every wow. direction. Yeah. So I've had students from 17 to... I think my oldest student right now is sixty-five.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? I was going to ask if people are there to start a second career, you know, later in life, and that Maybe answers a third. Them. Really? <laughs> Interesting. And it, yeah, and, and we, it's, it's the same for them. They can go yeah. there and learn carpentry at no tuition cost, no no expense out of their pocket.
2: Wow, well, makes me want to move to Portland and enroll. <laughs> no, that is
0: just amazing. <laughs> I mean, I saw on the website you part of the curriculum is actually building. Looks like you're putting together an indoor framing house shot shed, talk about that a little bit. What's the, what's the hands-on portion of that? Like, especially with framing, which is kind of a mm-hmm. bulky Takes trade, space. you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we, in space does get a little limited in that way. We have a lot of students. So, um, and, and right now we actually, we're actually thinking about adding another carpentry course because, you know, the, the ratio um, can get a little tough there. Right with yeah. the ratio from instructor to, to apprentice, yeah, it's kind of tough as you know. Um, if you're if you got a if you got a well-oiled two or three man crew, yeah, you're and mm-hmm. you're you're flying,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. But how and, do you how do you keep you got, eight guys busy? Yeah, yeah, how do you keep thirty busy? Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm looking <laughs> at. Yeah. So,
1: but that's a good problem to have, and that's a recent problem. So we're making adjustments to to bring about another class to mm-hmm. to to bring those classes maybe down to maybe 20 Mm -hmm. 15 Mm -hmm. or 20 and that's fairly manageable but we have to set up different you know if we're working on floor systems right we've got to literally go out in the back alleyway out there and we've got several floor systems being built so we got bunks of two by two by ten two by eight whatever we're going to use and have all that stuff dropped off we put it together we tear it apart or deconstruct deconstruct yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, with Burke bars <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, so that I, I know I'm not totally answering your, answering your question but um, we're doing we have ongoing projects where we'll we'll frame something up both steel stud or or uh-huh. conventional wood style uh, western stack framing and we'll just go through each process from you know starting with Pythagoras and uh-huh. working our way up and yeah. then just going through each step, mm-hmm. I've got got them out there with the layout stick and, and to and all of the production that's really,
2: training. really a valid way to do it. You don't have to be on a project where you start with the footings and work all the way to the top complete. You don't have to build a house to understand the processes and to have had a look at the processes so when you're responsible to do something, you have a good idea of how to jump in. You know, By the time they've seen some number of these processes, they begin to see how what they learned earlier applies to what they're being shown now and and the the whole the whole tradesman begins to emerge. And that's
1: where where your channel comes in Mm -hmm. so handy very often Mm because I've got four-hour chunks in the evening with these apprentices. And sometimes we just can't get through the curriculum in a timely fashion to where we can go out and actually get stuff built. So a lot of the time Mm. I'll pull in, okay, Scott's building – A wall. Yeah. See what he did there. See what he did there. And I'll stop it. And you know, you'll call it one thing mm -hmm. and I'll say, and you might hear it called Mm -hmm. A B C D E Mm -hmm. or F Mm -hmm. as well. Right.
2: And here's another way to do that.
1: And you see a couple Mm -hmm. sometimes you see a couple lights go on. Oh yeah, I'm doing that on the job site right now. So, you know, the Mm -hmm. visual aid is is huge. So when we can't get our hands on out in the shop, which is, you know, we've got to We've got to work with that. That's awesome. But um, huh. you know, so people like yourselves, and um, I put a healthy dose of Larry Hahn in there when Amen. we're yeah. we're doing. He he just builds that house over and over in <laughs> my classroom. You bet. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah, and you bet. uh, you know, I'm I'm on uh, thriftbooks.com, so I'm trying to get people. I'm trying to yeah get them to go buy the books and yeah. and and really get an understanding of the process because, as you know, as as builders, we're, we we are we're making and breaking our our life on mm-hmm. uh, modules or yep. uh, models, yeah, paradigms, right? And, and and you know a lot of people coming in and they're really freaked out about math, mm-hmm. and once they've realized the formula mm-hmm. and they do it a few times, mm-hmm. it's ah. just riding a bike, and then they can apply that
0: mm-hmm. with their
1: hands finally, not just mm-hmm. on the whiteboard or the
0: blackboard. It's what do you say to kids who are worried about math? I know that's a real, like, it's like a dentist, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I you got some people start sweating just when they think about it. And yeah. I, I'm guessing you have a, a large chunk of your students who have to overcome that to some extent. Yes, What's I that mean, like?
1: it is, um, it's not so bad. I just, I like them. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag here, but um, I like them to have a little bit of honest nervousness. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, Performance anxiety mm-hmm. about math is a huge deal. Um, having butterflies, and you know, yeah. it's good to feel that because, I mean, let's face it, on a job site, you want to get everything with one shot, one kill. Mm-hmm. And every time you don't, that's money out. Yep. Right. That's
2: right. And eventually, it costs your job. Exactly.
1: So I think a, I think a little bit of a stage fright nervousness is is really good because it's usually. The best teacher yeah. at the end of the day, and 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 those guys will either guys, girls, people will sure. flourish. Um, and those who are just not feeling it or they're not there yet, they'll either find their way out or find a different path for themselves. So yeah, or grab I, another gear. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Find another way. Um, so long and short of it, I I try to let them feel a little scared about it. And uh-huh. then I help them to realize that it's really
0: not scary. And I, yeah.
1: we just try to identify the, the the math that's necessary for one task.
0: Yeah. I, I, that seems like a big difference compared to maybe high school or even middle school where you're learning and uh, doing math that you cannot connect with how it's going to be in yeah. your life. Yeah. Whereas that's, that's the only reason you're talking about <laughs> math is because how it's going to connect with yes. their their job at work tomorrow or maybe like the next hour when they walk over to the little mini jobs. So that that's got to be almost refreshing for kids who have been afraid of math or or maybe just skeptical. Skeptical to be like, okay, now this person is actually going to show me how I'm actually going to use it in real life. That would be kind of uh positive, I think,
2: at least from where I was with math. So l- let me throw this out and and I'll I'll share this with you, you know, after the podcast, but I've met a guy through the channel named Steve Ellis and he's in Texas somewhere. And he has geeked out about as far as you can go with math and carpentry. I've had full range of access to to construction math. I've been able to manipulate as much as I've ever needed to, sure. pretty much. But I mean, he went he's taken that right up to the to the maximum application all over the place. And he's gotten a lot of personal satisfaction out of it. And frankly, he's gone further with math than I ever felt compelled to. There was a certain point for me where I began to shortcut it with scribing and with jigs and templates. But man, he really gets it and he can write about it beautifully. I'm going to connect you with Steve because he sent me some long texts and some emails with some fascinating applications of uh, ratio and proportion and trig and... uh, Geometry that is just two or three steps beyond where most of us stop on the job site, and with phones now, so your compu- your calculator is always in your pocket. He's really mastered that to where yeah. boom, the phone comes out, you're not talking, but brrr, he solves it, and and I'm late enough in the game that I'm only going to be able to actually uh, embrace a part of this additional opportunity he's handed to me because I've I've got workarounds that for me are usually quite quicker now. But I'm going to connect you with Steve. I think you'll enjoy talking to him. He loves it. He, he he's so passionate about this, right? So you guys will have some good conversations. I uh, think. I'd
1: love to connect with yeah. him. I on uh, on that note too, I'd I'd like to throw out a a a hats off to uh, um, Jason Ramey at at the school. You mentioned uh, Steve might be geeking out uh-huh. on math. Um, I would say Jason's right there. He's uh-huh. he's really a math whiz in 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 the way of Breaking it down to its most simple uh-huh. process, and yeah. just he's so excellent at showing, especially the 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 later end guys, because mm-hmm. he does a lot of the finished carpentry. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of our master carpenter mm-hmm. in house, mm-hmm. and um and his math skills are are awesome in that he can take the most complex ideas and break it down into yep very simple yep process of. Yep. And really gets people to achieve on a whole nother mm-hmm. level. And and we'll start out mm-hmm. like you said at basic math, and by year four they're in doing trig and mm-hmm. and practical you know, calculus. trigonometry. Yes. What a tool! So that cool. Is. Yeah. yeah. What a tool. Yeah. There's a there's a great book out there, and it's been reprinted quite a bit uh, by Will Holiday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, um, hopefully, I don't get this wrong. It's the Roof Cutters Bible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful yep. book. It's yep. really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also um, uh, math to build on. Oh, it's a pretty basic dial. book, but it's written by builders for builders.
0: Uh-huh. Mm. So what's that like? You were a builder for a lot of years, and presumably worked with a lot of guys and employees, probably new ones who didn't have a classroom formal start in the yeah. trades. And now you are sending <laughs> out students who do. So what's that like? I mean, there's probably guys listening who are kind of like, "Well, I could spend all these hours in the classroom, or I could go make money and learn on the job." So you know how. How does that compare? You've seen both sides of it now.
1: I think nothing really beats the school environment, honestly. Yeah. Because if I had while I was running work at that level, which was, you know, only a few years ago, had I been more involved with the with the school then, I would have been sending all of my employees to the oh. school. Yeah. And here's the thing, some some apprentices show up and they're apprehensive about it. Yeah. They're just there because they got a job, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just telling the truth and, uh, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with job placement. Um, but even just that and just sitting there compulsorily and, you know, staring at the board while I rattle on about, you know, Torx versus Phillips, you know, Mm um, they, they're getting more, Yep. Out of just that. Yep. Then then not putting anything else into it, you know. Yep. Having a drinking a six-pack and watching football.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've often wished that I would have uh, had the So so I got a pretty good construction education over a long mm-hmm. time, but I have often wished, you know, it would have been good for me to have gone through an apprenticeship, some sort of a structured curriculum for a while. I uh, I had a good friend that He and I only barely remain in contact who taught in the Union Apprenticeship Program down in the Bay Area someplace. And, man, he really got his head packed full of a lot of of real specific technical answers that are handy to have. Mm -hmm. And I've often thought, huh, that probably would have been worthwhile. And, yeah, I was out on the job making a paycheck. But, man, if there would have been an opportunity to do that, and at nights go sit in a class and 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 be exposed to those things that you might not run into until weeks or months or years down the road why not
1: four hours once a week yeah. it's yeah. I, I just tell the apprentices look it's not school it's an extension of your work on that mm-hmm. day I'm mm-hmm. not an instructor or a teacher I am but I'm I your just, boss for four hours exactly and that's where we keep it yeah. Because the 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 soft skills are really what we're trying to hammer home. Yeah, we could teach them how to cut anything, you know, do the math, do all these hard skills, but they end up keeping their job or losing their job based on their soft skills. So, so
0: how, how do you teach yeah. soft skills, or what soft skills are you teaching? <laughs> I just harp on them, <laughs> like 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 basic like be on time type of skills, or how yeah. to what like, how yeah. does that how does that work with the classroom? Like,
1: well, I can just talk about it. I'm not there on the job site to you know to say, well, don't cut it this way, hold the saw this way. You know, I'm, I'm not there with them every day. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I've been getting pretty positive feedback that people are coming back and telling me, hey, you know what, that happened to me today. You know what you were talking about A last personal week? interaction or yeah, something. Yeah, that, that happened. Or, hey, I was doing this and this happened. so, so much of what we do in the trades is really a lifestyle because it's not something you can learn overnight. And the people who succeed are the people who... <laughs> uh embrace it as their new culture or, th- or that lifestyle because if you don't the learning curve is is steep it's mm-hmm. it's vertical and um you know especially if you want to change your tax bracket in three to five years you got to get on yeah. it yeah so i harp on them about soft
0: skills like wh- which soft skills which ones do you harp on? well like the
1: ones you just hit just be to work on time and then I'll go as far into the weeds as make sure you got toilet paper under your, your bench seat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Have, have, have some rain gear, Yeah, roll it up, yeah. you know, a clean pair of socks and even some underwear. Matter of fact, always have a change of clothes for that matter. I mean, these guys are down in trenches, yeah. they're covered in mud. You don't know what they're coming in. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of that stuff yeah. that you, someone just coming out. Wear
2: boots. Wear boots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, well, in most of the cases that's, you given. can't even work on a job mm-hmm. site now without a set of boots, which you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go and so I have a, a military background, my family is military. I spent some time in the Marine Corps, and so uh, for me, the apprenticeship thing is yeah, it's just military. Let's face it, everyone's got a different style of communication. So and, and mm-hmm. we get in my classes, there's a lot of psychology 101 going on there. That's not what I'm teaching, of course, yeah. but the job site being flexible and, you know, not taking things too personal and all this kind of stuff yeah. really, you know, you've got maybe the, the wife calling your child sick. Um, you yeah. have other family issues and you're trying to get up at three 30 in the morning to be somewhere, you know, by on time at six in the morning and you're not used to all of this. It's, it's raining. It's snowing. There's traffic. All these things that you just really hadn't considered. You're like, well, I just wanted a job, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. and and these things start to beat you up, and pretty soon, you're starting to fall out. You start not showing up to the class, or you know, you start getting, you know, caught spinning a little spinning a little yarn between the the job site and the school and this kind of thing. So, yeah. um, the soft skills really help people to. It, it, understand that they're, you know, they're stepping into a different world. Mm
2: -hmm. I've been told that 80% of intelligence is memory. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I know that in construction in a lot of areas, if you know the terminology, if you can speak the language, you're way ahead of the people that can't. And so if you have four hours a week just to teach them the language and the term so that they know what the conversations are about, that's a huge head start that you're not sitting on the sideline, afraid to ask what they're really talking about to, and betray your ignorance.
0: I saw on the website that you guys have classes about leadership, and that's kind of a one of the areas that you're paying attention to. Is that I'm sure it's a soft skill that's a part of the soft skills but regarding leadership in specifically what's the you know what's the punchline for kids in the trades and and how is that framed for them
1: Um so you're referring to what we call what well what I call retail classes right so the the tuition free part is uh-huh. is different for those that are on their their journeyman path uh-huh. and then the we we um, host a lot of other classes that you actually come and you pay for those like ce like like, continuing education exactly so there's like crew leadership Uh. we do osha training um flagging we do um um all-terrain forklift uh training Different classes that we do first aid, all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's but so the cool. yeah, plan reading, um, yeah. oh yeah, I um, saw that. estimating. Yeah. yeah, a lot of there's a lot of really nice classes there that are. Um, you get a certificate of completion. Yeah, looks great on a resume. Some really quality instructors there. And if a and company wants professional their people, their yeah.
0: employee to like be trained on something, they just send them there, and they don't have to. Stress
1: yes, about very it. often. Um, a lot of the training agents you know, that are affiliated with us, they'll send people there to do, you know, forklift training or something like that. If they're not hosting it themselves on site, which they do that often too. So, um, it's kind of pick and choose a little bit in that way. Um, but as far as crew leadership, that class, uh, I think miss Judy Betts is teaching that now, but that is a lot about the superintendent, Mm -hmm. your foreman, um, someone who's delegating work and how they interact with all different types of people. That's mm-hmm. a big part of what that is and, and meeting a lot of the OSHA standards, safety yeah. standards and quality controls. That would be, um, you know, you need to be compliant. Yeah. Uh, in today's w- w- job sites, especially, you know, yeah. public works job sites. Yeah.
2: Especially public works. Yeah. Ouch. Now you had a dad, yeah. I heard you say. Yeah. And a granddad. Oh Yeah. But a big percentage of the people in your classes have not had that advantage. I expect.
1: No, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, so that's that's part of the Jiminy Cricket role that you're doing. Yes, you're providing a dad model for some of those guys I and would, women.
1: Maybe so. Yeah. Important. In in some, I would say that you know, straightforward. Yes, and yep. others, they're they're further along. In there? Sure. Uh, the sixty-five in, year old yeah. doesn't need a dad anymore. No, he's like, come on, just give me that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> are we gonna take this test or what? What's the code? But, but, yeah, what's yeah. its
2: code?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I get all types. Um, I mean, we've got people that are in there. Um, I've got um, um, one individual is a scientist. I forget what she was, uh, maybe a biologist or uh-huh. something like that. I, I had another guy who's a psychology. Um, I think either a bachelor's or master's degree, I forget. Right. All all colors, all walks of life come come through the door and, and Re- that real, is really diversity. Cool. Yes. real diversity. Real yeah. diversity. Not not a politically I think correct you saw interpretation. That. I think you I saw, saw that I at saw this school. Diversity. And it's really it's a really very cool thing. Yeah, it
0: is. You know? Are there some uh, really common misconceptions you have from new students or parents who are kind of Feeling it out, you know, um, from what people think of a trade school versus what it is, or maybe even what people think of working in the trades versus what it actually is.
1: They are really just being hit and hit and hit and hit and hit with so many multiple layers of lifestyle shift. Yeah. New um, stuff. New stuff. Yeah. Your back is sore. Yep. Wow. This it's going to take you six months to. To build yeah. those muscles,
2: nobody cares if you got a sliver, son.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't put plastic bags on your feet, okay? <laughs> that will eat up your toes yeah. and tear up the webbing. You know, yeah. uh-huh. um, <laughs> you know, you're gonna have calluses on top of calluses, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, you're gonna be cut and you're gonna be cold. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be hot, and make sure you hydrate. All yeah. of these things are happening, and they're just under such a a life shift. Yeah. And it's really it's exciting to watch, um, the people really embrace it because I mean let, let's face it, the money's pretty good. Yeah, and because of that, they can see it through the next day
2: in the Portland metro area. So we're down here in, in Southern Oregon, and it's a different pay scale down here. Mm-hmm. But so and we so we have prevailing wage, you know, Bacon Davis, bully, all of that, and and those rates are what they're in the probably twenty-eight to forty-eight dollar an hour range. Something like that for the yeah. for the qualified trades people that go out. So how, some number of your people are just working private sector though. Yes. Is it? Would you say it's sixty percent of that, or seventy percent of that, or what? <sighs> what would you throw a number at that? What kind yeah. of money are these are these young people making when they get out there and are pulling their own weight? I
1: don't have the exact metrics on that, and I think that again is is a, probably a better question for someone like Katrina at this school. Um, but. I I think it's safe to say that we're on average coming in right about twenty dollars an hour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know if you figure from seventeen to thirty five, that's not bad. That is not bad. That's base pay. You're <laughs> Free completely tuition. wet behind the ears. Yep,
2: twenty bucks, man. How are you gonna beat that?
1: <sighs> but that's the base pay, mm-hmm. and even if they're working on an independent job for a time, usually all of all of these people will end up on a prevailing wage job. Hmm. I think about 50 to 60% of the time. So that means they're getting time and a half above that base rate. Mm -hmm. Really not bad. bad. It's really not bad. And that's another, uh, I, I try to get, I try to get them to put together a three to five year plan, right? Yeah. What took you, me, you, maybe 10, 15 years to get on that power curve and learn it you know hard knocks and they've got the information there what they need to try to catch up on is the actual execution of the work yeah. and the identifying uh, the uh, being able to identify the models in which to pour a slab mm-hmm. build a wall mm-hmm. yeah
2: pull their weight put up
1: drywall whatever it may be yeah so in in 3 to 5 years we see we've seen people from 17 at 20 putting down a down payment on their first home mm-hmm. debt-free. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the kicker. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. No college tuition debt hanging out there. Yeah. No student debt. And, and Whammo.
1: And, right. And, and one of the first things we were talking about in here was kind of those, those, uh, those calculations is you've got back to the 5.8 million or the 6 million people that are needed for jobs mm-hmm. across America right now you have people who have gone to school and they are not using their degree mm-hmm. that's seventy five percent is the statistic
2: of college graduates seventy
1: five percent are not using the degree they went to college to get yeah.
0: and, and and two of those years were just general ed anyways where they weren't actually learning even what their degree was supposedly right. teaching them
1: and they get out yeah and they go to have to deal with the very competitive job market in a low-paying or you know yeah. a pretty low-paying job. Yeah. But what's the, the real stinker is that they're paying back that student loan. So they're in yeah. debt. They're making n- not the best wage. Yeah. And they're giving it to pay off their loan. And a lot of them aren't. They're defaulting on those loans.
2: Yeah. Or trying. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: not going to. Yeah. it's federal now yeah, yeah. you're stuck
0: they got to be There's. there's got to be like some real positive energy among these kids who found this school and are sitting there like connecting the dots like oh okay so i here then i get this prevailing wage job and all of a sudden i'm making 50 bucks an hour and and i could here's contractors in every city who are making millions of dollars a year you know with 25 trucks it, it, the sky is the limit there's got to be some you know real optimism among these kids to just have a direction like that as opposed to you know, meandering through college or, um, yeah,
2: punching I, in a McDonald's.
1: I think they are starting to really recognize, and I don't think it's any magic wand that we have at the school necessarily. I think the, the basic economics of the, the fun jobs are not paying so well mm-hmm. and the, the high demand for skilled labor, um, uh, mm-hmm. is just driving the wages up. So, I mean, just on a, a simple economic platform, they, they're doing better yeah than they would be doing otherwise. Um, and and then even if they were thinking, well, you know, I'm only making maybe $5 or more than I was making before I came to do construction, but the, you know, how much more resourceful you feel once you've completed building a project, you're like, wow, I can, I can do that, you yeah. know? um, And that's a whole nother yeah. detail there. So mm-hmm. I think, I think they are turned on. I think there's a lot of positive energy there. And I see a lot of people with tired but but happy faces in in the classroom and and they're coming they're making it they're getting through the program
0: sometimes the personality of a instructor or teacher or just someone else and your personality line up in just a way that you can like really connect and i'm sure you've had that with certain students and others just didn't connect and so Mm -hmm. any school any job site and just life there's that luck component where hopefully you can find somebody at some point in your life you can really connect to (laughs) and just absorb and when you're this on the student or the apprentice side and you happens man you just gotta like just soak everything you can out of that individual because man that's that's lucky if you find that
1: well you can have a great model of a school it's about the it's about how you support the people who work there Mm-hmm. And and what their livelihood is, and how integrated yeah. they are into that culture, the lifestyle, and if you know there's real meaning there. And, and for me, it's 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 a beautiful thing to see these people turn on and, and begin to take it seriously. And I try to come at them with an entrepreneurial piece too. While mm-hmm. they're going to work for somebody else, I try to get them to not fall asleep. Right. Because a lot of people get this complacency that kicks in when they start making better money than they had been making. Right. And they just kind of turn off I or they think, go buy that TV I'm and set. the rims and they get prevailing wage, more money than they've ever seen before. Yeah. And I really try to get them to hold on to that, you know, build that six months yeah. ahead and, and start having some financial um, discipline.
0: I think there's a lot of people who wash out of the trades because they start in in those apprenticeship years and they're doing like the not fun stuff, the, the heavy lifting and the cleanup and just kind of keep busy. And they, it's like common words out of their mouth. I don't want to do this the rest of my life yeah, because they visualize, well, if you're a whatever, let's say an electrician, what you do is sweep up and bend over and pick up heavy rolls of wire and run wire. And I don't want do it. to, and it's almost like, it's hard to kind of shift and think like actually when electricians are in the middle of their career at the end, they're not actually doing that that's what you're that's what their apprentices are doing they are making deals and they're solving problems and they're negotiating or they're laying out or they're they're doing they are not doing what what you're doing right there but that's tough to like it's part of being a young person and and predicting what the future will be like but yeah. it's not a life in the trades is not the same as your first 2 years in the trades yeah. do you have any insight on what you think are like the big holes in the trades that are needing the most uh, specific training and and workers or in your program, which I, ones get the most quickest placement and that type of thing?
1: I think laborers and carpenters are in high demand almost all the time. Yeah. Um. And I think a big misnomer or a misunderstanding is that how important a carpenter is and how wide ranging that skill set is in that trade hmm. as carpenters you are point concrete steel studs roof systems wall systems yeah. floor systems rebar steel i mean yeah you're touching it all and yeah. i think the person who's really interested in becoming a superintendent a manager yeah crew leader these sorts of things i i push for them to, i'm a carpenter so i'm biased in that way but i yeah. i think It's been really rewarding. You really have to know structure and code. Mm -hmm. And when those lights turn on, you can draw, you can do estimates, you Mm -hmm. could become, you can get into the legal field of it. Mm -hmm. There's so many offshoots in the industry there because of what you have to be responsible for as an apprentice carpenter to a journeyman Mm. to foreman, superintendent, you know, whatever it may be, project manager. I mean I, I like to impress on on my carpenters especially that you're the long end of the the long arm of the law in a way because yeah. everything we're doing is is based on it's all legal yeah it's based on yeah. three or four different codes at any one given time right and you've got inspections and it's all legally documented and very often ends up in a court somewhere yep. yeah job logs are important job logs rfis all this stuff liability is so, it's <laughs> the liability yeah. and and then also understanding the difference between liability and and actual efficiency are mm-hmm. completely different and the reasons why one you know we use one type of wood over another or these a lot of it's liability. Mm-hmm. And very often it's not, doesn't make rational, immediate sense, mm. whereas it's liable. So I put a lot into the the carpentry program in that way because I think carpenters tend to really sp- sprout wings if they really get involved and they they could end up in so many other fields. Yeah. And the construction industry has so many other possible yeah, jobs it's kind that of, you offshoot off of. You know, I, yeah.
2: I I always regretted not becoming an engineer because an engineer has such a wide range yeah. of options. Every door is open in construction if you're an engineer. Mm-hmm. Well, a carpenter is kind of a you know you know a paralegal, paramedic. Yeah. A carpenter yes. is a para engineer. Yes, you mm-hmm. know, and the more math he has, and the more the more he's seen the four basic food groups of construction, concrete, CMU, steel, and wood, the more he's seen how these four basic food groups are integrated and, and- what you just said, the doors, the doors fly open and they sprout wings and they can go almost anywhere because they are builders. Yes. You know, they are not an electrician, nothing wrong with electrician sparkies. Okay. I love you sparky. But, (laughs) but the fact is if you're going to be a builder, you have to have built something. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I I like thinking of carpenters as para para engineers.
1: I agree. And, and in the last decade now, we're starting to see the emergence of applied sciences, Mm -hmm. right? So, and that is that's the stuff we've been doing intuitively, right? We're yeah. Like pounding right. nails. I mean, in, yeah. in in the military, it's ballistics, right? Yeah. I mean, these are these are real, uh, no BS uh, mm-hmm. sciences, and a lot of them are on intuitive level, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. and but they are applied all the time, and yeah. it's a little bit of that ghost in the machine stuff. It's mm-hmm. that carpenter's eye. It's that. You know, mm-hmm. it's that, uh, the, the thousand yard stare, you know, that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these yeah. kinds of things come out of that, that field. So now you can actually, uh, and that brings me back to another component of the, of the programs here that 13, don't quote me on that, but I believe it's 13, um, uh, consumer colleges or, uh, you know, colleges here in Oregon will, um, will accept the journey workers card from from the Northwest College of Construction, and I think they're good for up to twenty two credits mm. if oh, you really? want yeah, if you want to take it wow, a little further and get your uh, Construc- and Construction and usually to, to, if I'm not misspeaking and again, it's a good question for um, our bully person is um is that it would be toward an applied science degree and yeah. a lot of colleges, uh, most of the PCC affiliates are huh. are doing that, I think, yeah.
0: Uh, I hired a um, drywall guy once who had been a drywall just for like a day job. And he. I was asking him, hey, what's it like being a drywall guy? And he was so proud. He's like, it's the best trade. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, because you need the least tools. He had an air <laughs> compressor, a hopper, <laughs> and a knife. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And um, it's kind of like what you're saying. The downside of that is hmm. those are also the only tools he knows how the to only use. tools he can use. Whereas a carpenter, I mean, you yeah. use every tool you gotta you gotta carry and own every tool but there's there's a bonus to that and this guy he uh he could use a drywall knife and a hopper and and an air compressor (laughs) that's That's probably again i'm not saying that's all he could use but yeah Yeah, when you're a carpenter you definitely get your arms around a lot yeah um do you want to tell the listeners any specifics about how to get a hold of your school and the program and if especially if there's local kids who might be listening who are in the portland area what how they would go about actually getting in touch with the, with your college?
1: Uh, Yeah. um, You can go to nwcoc.com. That would be the first and the easiest way.
0: And there's a way there to sort of apply or get in touch. Yeah. If you go to
1: nwcoc.com, you're going to see all of the classes that we have available. It'll talk about the programs. Um, It has an online application form um, very easy and all the phone numbers are right there yeah 503-256-7300 yeah <laughs> so, so I can, can just call tell it, you that
2: after being on that little campus and it's not a big campus but there is an atmosphere of seriousness there's yeah. an atmosphere of intention and purposefulness and we're not goofing around here and we're not wasting time and we're not throwing away any money we're I if I was in the greater Portland metro area and if and if I was in my twenties and starting out, I would be there. And if I was yeah. raising my boys up there, and one of them um, had an interest in construction, I'd say, you know what, you can come work with me if you want. But I think you ought to spend a little time over there too. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, I felt, I felt that there was value there.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I and I and I can speak to the other instructors there. I think we will take it pretty seriously. We come out mm-hmm. of the trades. We either ran our own businesses um, or are running our own businesses to some extent, and um, we've all been at least project management at some point or another if we weren't um running our own our
2: own real real world boots on the ground experience that's good yeah
0: well thanks for coming in zane and um thanks for everybody for tuning in and listening and we'll put links to these websites up on the in the notes of the video any last words from either of you about um entering trades and trade schools you know actually if there's comments for we're, we're in oregon if any of you viewers are in other states and have recommendations for other good trade schools in other parts of the country. Put those in the comments too. Maybe we'll get a little list there to help people who are not uh, Oregonians. Great idea. All right. Well, thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.